times, and now it just hurts to look at that wooden box and think of him inside it. Oh, God, of course, I'm sorry I wasn't thinking. It's okay. They walked out of the cemetery towards the city itself. The cemetery was older than any of the houses nearby, dating back to when the city was a few buildings on the hill, and the Gothic sculptures of the cherubs and martyrs were of the whitest marble. Now they were wrapped in ivy and soot-stained, and the city had grown out past the cemetery, swallowing it whole. John's illustrations decorated the window of a small corner bookstore, colourful display boards promising a classic children's fable from Hoke Berglund. He hated the story, you know, thought it was too dark for kids. Well, it's not exactly Elidor. In Angel Home, the angels were dying because God, their father, was forgetting them. Even in Angel Home itself they weren't safe, but a young boy, Thomas, who'd been killed in a stupid, stupid accident, held the key. If Thomas could learn the secret of Angel Home, he could remember them in his own way and keep them all alive. Thomas, the boy who saved the angels. The book hadn't sold well. Critics had said it was too dark, too depressing, tackled too many issues children shouldn't have to deal with. They turned away from the window. The rain was growing heavier, so they ducked into a small cafe across the street from the bookstore and ordered black coffee, strong for John, whipped chocolate sprinkled with flakes of almond for Kirsten. I don't want to be alone, John, she said, staring into the layers of cream in her cup. Not tonight. Maybe tomorrow, but not tonight. You don't have to be he said softly, then realised what he'd said. I mean, if you want me to, I can sleep on the couch. Then I'll only be a few feet away. Oh, you're an angel, Kirsten said, putting her hand over his. I'd like that very much, if you don't mind. I don't mind. You must think I'm crazy. Not at all. I think you're beautiful and sad, and if I can help take the sadness away, then that's what I want to do. I think Daddy was right about you. They spent the day talking, walking, and to some extent falling in love. John couldn't help himself. He didn't want to fall in love, didn't want to look at Kirsten and see the future so openly written in the lines of her cheekbones and the midnight blue of her eyes. But there was something about her. They walked through the park in the rain, stopping to watch giggling children feed the swans with chunks of bread. Did you know swans mate for life, she said. Really? Yes, it's beautiful, but it's sad as well. She pointed at a beautiful white swan alone in the middle of the lake, whilst the others fed near the shore. Her partner died last year, so she's been alone ever since. She won't find a new love, it's not her way. She'll grow old, alone. That's sad, John said, looking at the bird out there alone on the water. So even if a new male tried to make her feel special, she won't take the risk of letting herself fall in love again. That's right. I feel like her right now, Kirsten admitted. Like a bird no one else can love. John didn't have an answer for that. He wanted to tell her she would find love, but even without saying it, he knew it would sound trite. 
It was like telling someone, it's okay, you'll get over it, tomorrow it won't seem half as bad, and the day after you won't worry about it at all. It was the kind of meaningless sentimentality that worked on greeting cards, but fell flat face to face. Instead of talking, he took her hand and steered her towards the shelter of the bandstand. A young boy was playing on a tin whistle. He smiled when he saw them coming and stopped playing to roll himself a cigarette. John sat Kirsten down beneath the roof of the bandstand and knelt beside her. "'What do you see?' he asked. "'People having fun? In the rain? What do you see?' "'Oh, a million things I could never hope to draw. Light and shade, angles and textures that my inks could never duplicate. "'Why did you bring me here?' I like to sit here when I feel sad. I look at the faces of strangers falling in and out of love, at children playing in a world full of dreams still to happen, of the couples who've grown old together.